this, 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 this the dope show. They be like, slow up, homie. You talking too fast. I got a couple of quips. I came to talk trash. Yeah, he's Bucky Watson, Bradley Bax. This is going down. We call it the G Splash. Hey. What up, what up, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Dopest Podcast on Earth. G-Splash, baby. Uh, we kick you six pop culture stories of the week. There's a soundboard here. If you can't hear it on Instagram Live, though, because it's all in the computer systems. Yep. Uh, this is episode... figure out a way to make that work. <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've, when I get some time, I'll do it. Uh, but this is episode number 128. 128, man. It's always good to see your face. Good for us. Yeah, Good we're still us. we're killing it. This week we're doing uh, Simpsons Showdown uh, Part Two. Last week we talked uh, about the Ringers Top Ten list. This year we're this year, man. This week this we're talking twenty twenty one. All kinds of madness. Yeah. Uh, this week we're talking about Part Two, which is a Rolling Stone Top Ten list. And both Chris and I have talked numerous times over the past couple weeks about this, and we just honestly feel like both those lists are just really bad. They're, yeah, they're not they're not great, and I don't know what. I, the more we dig into it, the more we find errors. I always try to give them the benefit of the doubt, like, oh, maybe this one was written by somebody or right. they really like. But then some of these episodes, I'm like, I re- went thinking? back and rewatched them, and I'm like, it's weak. Yeah, it's weak. Yeah, so trash. Get so, out. Yeah, so next week we'll uh, we'll do some upcoming announcements right now. But so next week on episode number one twenty nine, we'll talk about part three, which is Chris has a list. I'm gonna go ahead and look review at that list. Make sure we have a solid top ten, and then I'm gonna yeah, do a, I'm gonna I'll do a little bit extra. Go ahead, put it in order. I, I'm gonna do a little bit of extra, and I'm gonna say that I could put together at least five episodes better than their top tens from episode or seasons twenty plus, which is not the wow, most favorite. That's a bold move. So we're gonna see if I can that's do that. That's a bold. challenge. That's a challenge. But that's, Chris, that's a tall order, amigo. It that's is a, a tall, tall glass. Order. It's a tall glass. It's, uh, but Chris, um, let's get into some news, but, baby. Yeah. Uh, a bummer, which I always hate to start the show off with, but uh, Monday morning, or early Monday rather, Ben Stiller uh, said his father had passed away from natural causes. Ben was remembered as, uh, remember Jerry as a great dad and grandfather, as well as the most dedicated husband to Anna for more than six decades. Definitely ter- terrible, sad news, but um, man, he was a legend on Seinfeld, King of Queens, just some of the small stuff that he did. Well, I guess those are big ones, but funny. it was a funny, great Actually, Huge, like, funny yeah. guy. I mean, everything you remember, you remember I mean, from me growing up, like, yeah, obviously you have that, but like Zoolander was right? he was great yep. in that. Uh, he just he was just he had that personality. It's so funny to know Ben Stiller, and then they're like, oh yeah, that totally is his dad. Then you see his dad and stuff, you're like, man, what a what a funny dude for years and years and years. Yeah, I actually didn't know he was Ben Stiller's dad for a while. Um, because I was I watched Seinfeld in the '90s, whatever, but I never put the two together. Until yeah, yeah, you're kind of like, oh. way later, right? Uh, but yeah, well, t- it's sad. He, I mean, he was 92 years old, so that's a good long run, but um, still sad. Definitely sad, sad to hear. Definitely. Uh, but Chris, we on missed a, on a, on some higher notes. Tony Hawk is getting a remaster for Pro Skater One and Two. Now this hit the internet, I believe, today, and it, it's all everyone yep. was talking about. It's all anyone's talking about. Yeah. The new Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and Two will feature the original full roster of skaters, including Hawk. 
uh, Steve Cabrillo, a bunch of other ones. Uh, the characters come with their own special moves and tricks, and it's going to be totally remastered. This is becoming Hell a new yeah. thing in games, uh, the remaster. Right. The remakes, eh? What? Why? Because people, because of nostalgia, and because the engines we have for games are so much better now, they can make, the, it used to be like, I remember there was a talk, this happened a lot with Final Fantasy VII Remake that just came out, where people have been asking for years, like, remake this game, and it was just like, it's too it's too expensive to remake an entire game that we already made, because you basically start from square one, even though you have, like, the story or the bones or whatever, and then... You got to market that and hope that you can get all of the old people to buy it and new kids to give a shit that might be playing games. Like, it becomes that window where, like, gamers that are in their late teens right now are like, I never played those games. Or if I did, it's like, whatever. So, but this nostalgia engine is pushing so hard now because now they can make money. They can have a studio pump out this game, put some effort towards it, and people will buy it. And especially, like, this is a great one. Tony Hawk Pro Skater, man, I freaking ate and breathe that game definitely I, both I was the same way i was freaking playing <laughs> all the time like, like, all the combos all the com- bad. <laughs> and they're freaking running around playing that music and shit yeah like, i used doing to doing tricks and like 900 1080 1350 or whatever yeah uh low-key when i i worked at the mall i worked at quicksilver uh board writers club when i was in high school and uh we had a playstation 2 in the store for some reason and there was like a kid's store that nobody would really go to really and we would just be, I'd get caught playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater in that thing all the time. Like, only person all in time. there. And then the manager comes in and she's like, what are you doing? One time I got caught watching The Simpsons, actually. Yes. So. See, it's just, it's that thing, man. People play that game, like, nonstop. They just, it became such a cool thing. Such a new way to play. You play, you fall down. You give, you can I beat my score? And, like, you were trying to, like, unfind the secret golden tapes or whatever. And you were yeah, also trying like to, like, hidden stuff. master yeah. certain tricks and beat your score so you get first. Like, it was a crazy game. And now they're going to do it with updated graphics that are going to be amazing. They're going to bring back all that nostalgia, all the stuff. They're going to add some new twists and stuff. I can't wait. And it's going to be a combo pack. So you don't have to buy one and one two and separately. Three, yeah. You just buy one and two remake or remastered. Uh, Dope. What other game? Do you see any other games that have the potential that Tony Hawk does to like be re, re, remastered and, and rebrought back to, to life? Yeah, Mario sixty four is one that stands out to me. I could see them doing a remaster of that on the Switch. Um, man, there's a there's a ton of games out there that are getting this right now. A lot of computer games are getting it, which is interesting. Like, how about Ninja Turtles? Starcraft in time? got one. Warcraft three got one last year. Um, Diablo. Uh, or Diablo 2 is getting one like there, there's a bunch of that stuff and then and then yeah I mean other ones I'm thinking about that are that same like level it's tough there's certain games out there that just were such big hitters right yeah like so I said like, the, how they gonna do it Ninja Turtles in time you think they could do that one that sure like an dope. arcade game like that you have to make it those arcade ones are pretty short so you have to make them a pack yeah like where it's like you get like 10 old school games remastered in a fun way well who knows it's gonna keep pumping around I'm gonna keep buying them up and eating them up because I'm a nostalgic little monkey also, but would you say there's some failures to some of this? Like, I would say that the NBA Jam EA remake, yeah, not, not as good. good, not that good. You have to you have to find the balance between a game that was good because of its style and a game that could be as good and improved because of a remastered edition. Final Fantasy VII is a great example. That game has made a ton of money because people love the game, but it had broken mechanics from the Japanese translation. The story had some places where it fell out, and the graphics were really blocky, even though it was really well done. Now they brought it back where they were able to add new story, add new dialogue, add new care, like, and then make it all beautiful, right? So you do right. something like a game that 
is great, like NBA Jams, it's great because it was shitty. Because it was like giant heads on those dudes and they're running around shooting like that's Boom, made it good. You change that yeah. and it's just like you're like, oh okay, cool. It's Certain like, games like that you'd be like, oh, that was a waste. Well like, they did you why did you f- ghosts and goblins? Like don't don't that, that's just what it is. I think the other thing with NBA Jam though too is they did that whole uh art style, I guess you call it, where they take like the different positions and different facial expressions. Of different yeah, yeah, yeah. of like the actual character, like the actual players, yeah, yeah, so, where they can kind of just make this weird animation, but yeah, no, definitely not the same effect. Um, but always cool to see Tony Hawk back, so that'll be dope. I can't wait for that to see actually how that goes. Uh, uh bad news more on the horizon though. Marvel decided to close the digital store, which was an app and very it was a separate app other than um, Marvel Unlimited, but. So Marvel Unlimited lets you read comics. They had a separate comic store app, but they closed that one off. It was for newer comics. So, uh, oh, yeah, according to buy them digitally. Yes, yes. So Marvel has decided to close its digital shop and kick it all over. All the so if you had comics that you bought through there, they'll be transferred to Comicsology, and they're going to shut down. Oh yeah, they're going to shut down the whole store because of COVID. Because of the COVID thing, and it just didn't seem to be um, because all comics are Lucrative. on a halt. Yeah, it just didn't seem to be not really necessary. Yeah, because if they had still been launching new comics digitally, I'm sure they would have seen a boom because people can't get them in person. But man, this whole comic book landscape right now is so crazy. Very messy. COVID, how it's Very messy. Down. It's yeah. Distributors. I mean, it's really taking a toll on the entire industry. So we'll see what happens. But it's not. It's not a great start. No, it's not. And I, I'm not sure if there's going to be a good outcome, to be honest, because stuff like this, I mean, it, you would think that Marvel would have easily been able to be like, yo, like n- now's the time to read digital comics, even though I believe they're up. But when you have a when you have an app like Marvel Unlimited, which gives you 10,000 old books or sure. not that far from uh, not that old too, And as far as back issues go, like there's stuff that's this about like six months, maybe some even maybe three. Sure. They give a little bit of a lag for it to be successful in its initial run and then they'll throw it on there for yeah. secondary market. Yeah, I think I don't know. The thing two things are either going to happen. One, there's going to be a huge change for the better, I think, of comic the comic book industry on a whole. Uh, I sent you an article. I don't know if you got a chance to check it out about I did Diamond yeah. and how about Diamond about how they actually got acquired all the rights that they did and it's pretty it's still pretty crazy and and the fact that they were investigated and didn't even they didn't even get considered nope. to be a monopoly was how they got away with that even is, though they're the only ones that do it which is crazy man at some point we're just gonna see Marvel buy DC or DC buy Marvel <laughs> but probably the way around and then buy Diamond and then they'll just push all comic books through their one thing. Yeah. Maybe that would monopolize it, though. Maybe that's why they haven't done that. You would think the two powerhouses, like Marvel and DC, would just start their own per- would start their, their own production, production lines. Yeah, but why are you farming it out? Start your own industry. Maybe there's not enough money in it. Well, the thing too that I was very surprised to hear, like you would think, no, actually, that it was described really well in that article where they said, um, you know, there's no one else to go to, so you, you know, these comic book shops can't complain. They can't. They can't say, you know, fuck you. I'm gonna go somewhere else. It's, yeah, where are they gonna get it from? That's what makes a monopoly a monopoly, man. That's what. See, that's what I, I. That's the shady part of it, and I, th- which was such a, a niche industry. I'm surprised it hasn't been able to be taken over, or like someone step in somewhere or something to do something. something. But I think I, part of it's probably it's because of one, it's a print, it's print, and that's kind of a dead mark, like a dead industry and it's in its own weird yeah. way but it's not it's the one that it's the only one that survives because of its art art 
par- portion of it. Right. Right. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm curious to see how the uh, outcome is after all this and the dust settles to see what happens. But Marvel's not the only one making moves. Also, DC Universe, their app is also in a uh, little bit of a uh, yeah. They're in trouble. In yeah. Trouble. Yeah. So a new report from Business Insider indicates that DC's uh, Universe's future is uncertain over at Warner Brothers because, according to a former Warner Di- uh, Digital Labs employee. Everything is all about HBO Max, which comes out May 27th. So they're really pushing that oh, right now. May 27th. Wow, that's that's almost here. Yep, Damn. yep, yep. Um, another former employee elaborated by saying most of the people who I've who had worked with uh, were confused about what HBO Max means for DC Universe. It seems like DC Universe is emphasizing its comics, and nobody really seems to know where the video falls into that. And as of right now, right. the the feeling in the office is that DC Universe is going to be around for at least another year or two. They want to keep it around, but they will keep it small. And I feel like that app hasn't really progressed since we've seen it launch since launch. No, no. I, I would be very curious to see if what they will do is keep DC Universe going, fold all the video into HBO Max. And then when you get your HBO Max subscription, they give you access to the comics in dc universe right like it'll be like a side thought like oh yeah you signed up for hbo max well, you also get dc universe which is our comic library you know what i mean yeah you would think that that would seem like a there's smarter no move. reason to keep the video content over there you might as well just roll it in hbo max where it's super accessible to way more people yeah i mean one of the things that i was and i don't feel like that app is that great as far as user friendly and all that no it's it's not great it's a little it's a little clunky it doesn't really help you it's not very intuitive honestly every time i use it it feels like they had the idea to launch it push it forward they were like we got this great idea it's called dc universe da, 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 da. and then somebody was like oh you guys already built that thing just so you know we made this thing called hbo max that's gonna come out well, and, D- and the people at dc universe were like well shit why would we put any money into making this better if this thing's gonna exactly. steamroll it so we'll just keep it bare bones until they pull video content yeah over. I, that was the, what it feels like that's exactly what i think too i think especially at this point they're like well why would we yeah why would we do anything now uh but mm-hmm. the biggest ba- i think the biggest meat in that bone on that bone is really the comics and and even maybe are there games i can't remember if there's games on there there's not games right uh, i'm on their thing right now i know there's some there's original series they do like um, news and stuff Right, they got like yeah, but there's like crazy content. old shows, like everything from like you I mean you can watch the Big Bang Theory. No, I'm not talking Dirty about HBO. Buttholes is on there. Oh, I'm on DC Universe. <laughs> oh no, that's on HBO Max. Yeah, Dirty Little Buttholes is what I call Pretty Little Lies. Yeah, I know, I I know that, but <laughs> I was talking about the <laughs> DC Universe app, man. Not oh yeah, yeah. All they have is like news updates and like their YouTube stuff, content and old shows. Yeah. I was basically like, it's basically like a YouTube channel you pay for. Yeah. But the the thing that's also really interesting about it though, is they have a, they do have original content with the Titans and all that. And like, so funny you say that because on the bottom of HBO Max's website, one of the shows it lists is doom patrol. Yeah. Which is, they're already migrating it over. The DC universe is just going to be a comic, a digital comic library. Well, I hope it gets better then. Because it's not really as great as I Maybe thought. Maybe they'll invest money in that side of it if they can move the stuff. They don't have to worry so much about video production. Because HBO Max has everything and a ton of money to work with. I mean, they're playing with the house's money. For 12 bucks a month, I get all this? Yeah, fresh, you get like Fresh Prince, I think, Woo! is on there too. The 10 seasons yeah, of Friends. Fresh Prince, Friends, yeah. Adventure Time, all Adventure Time. We can finally catch up on Batwoman. 
Doctor Who's on there, so but I'm then down like for that. a show, but then like a show like Swamp Thing gets bumped over to CW. Uh, more news yeah. about entertainment. AMC going prime, baby. Uh, this was another story that I is started. Is this going to happen? Let me read the story. We'll talk about it. <laughs> According to the sources speaking with the Daily Mail, it's unclear if the decisions uh, are still ongoing, but Amazon seems to be interested in acquiring the theater chain AMC. Uh, because of AMC's near bankruptcy status, the chain would be cheap and easy for Amazon to purchase, which we already talked about before, where their stock is flying through the roof right now. There was Between them and Apple, there was talk about one of them swooping in on Disney. But now it looks like Amazon is switching gears over to maybe pick up AMC. Uh, Amazon nor AMC commented on the potential sale, but this isn't the first time that Amazon has also tried to buy a movie theater chain. Uh, they considered buying Landmark, but then they lost out to the Cohen Media Group. Beforehand, it was about was you know trying to get their movies into theaters and and get Academy nods. So. I mean, this would be a great move for Amazon. I don't think it's almost like a no-brainer. Might as well. And then you could obviously push all of your streaming movies and that whole platform. Do you think it's going to happen? <laughs> uh, do I think it's going to happen? I don't know. It depends. It depends on the details and, and the jelly and the donuts because who knows? With if Amazon, is it good for Amazon? Yeah, but is it good for AMC? Like you're talking about what's 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 really in it for them? They close down and become. So Amazon Prime would assume control of AMC theaters, correct? I don't know about Prime, but it, I mean it is. Uh, Amazon as a co- corporation would. Yeah, yeah, Amazon. Um, I think it makes sense. I mean, movie theaters make money, and AMC is a good theater, but they've had their their spats where they're like, "Well, we're not going to show your movies." And then Amazon's like, fine, boom. We just buy. It's like when uh, Bruce was, Wayne uh, White writes the check in uh, in that uh, in Batman B- Begins. Yeah, he's when like, he's like we just I'm buying this hotel. Oh, he always talks like that when he says it. Yeah, I'm buying this hotel. <laughs> you know, it's like that. They're like, fine. You don't want to show our movies? Well, ah, that, we just bought it. Uh, yeah, I don't know if they. I don't know if they necessarily turned away. Was AMC the ones that turned them away? I don't remember that. Exactly. Yeah, they were the ones throwing a big fit, like, you know what I mean. Yeah, so I mean, we've seen Netflix and look who's laughing now. We've seen Amazon and okay. Netflix try and do their own movie chains and start that whole thing up, but but the problem is real estate. You're not buying the brand; you're, you're buying, buying the real, real estate. estate. McDonald's so hard to build new movie theaters in Times Square in downtown Chicago, and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Now you can just take them, right? So that's what I think. Do they rebrand it? What What does that mean? If no, they don't rebrand. They I think they it. do just what they do done in the past. It's called it's freaking AMC by Amazon. They everything they always absorb it's something about hello fresh by amazon you know what i mean like they just gotta, like whole, they like want to keep foods? that name brand that like association whole foods, whole foods mm-hmm. by amazon so what do you think that means for a subscription with the subscription service oh i hope you can bump it onto your prime membership oh is it just another freebie well there is because there is some prime add-ons like, but there's some add-ons yeah, in that I'll whole add world. that on but then and then be like i'm going to the movies what does that mean what does that mean for other studios do they get any dibs or or like do they does like Disney get a backseat when Amazon's got a new movie coming out? No, there'll probably have to be some litigation about that. Yeah. But who knows? You can show whatever you want. I mean, they'll probably pick more favorable theaters and times for their product. Which if they own the theater, I guess more power to them. Right, right. As long as they're not you know holding off. As long as they're not not showing Disney movies because they know they know where the money's at. Yeah. What what, is it, what do you think this means for Universal? <laughs> Universal's like. Oh! <laughs> yeah, a couple of other movie We're chains chimed in on that whole thing. Yeah, 
because they were like, yeah, oh, yeah we're not going to play Universal either. Eh, whatever. Uh, speaking of Disney, though, Hamilton gets D plus, huh? Today, Disney announced that Disney yeah, Plus yeah. is fast tracking the premiere of the Hamilton reordered film. The film uses, quote, live capture, which transports its audience into the world of Broadway, a uniquely intimate way, combining the best elements of live theater, film, and streaming the result of a cinematic stage performance. It, this, uh, that is a wholly new way to experience Hamilton. This was supposed to be in theaters in October of 2021. Now, just, 15 months early, yeah. they've dropped this bad boy, and I could not be more excited. I was so bummed I was going to have to wait all the way till the end of 2021, and now it's here. I listen to the Hamilton soundtrack three times a day, so I'm going to be there when this drops with bells on. Well, and it's going to be, and it drops on July 23rd, is that correct? No, I believe it drops 4th of July weekend, sir. 4th of July weekend? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Ooh, Brad. How patriotic, I'm so right? How patriotic of it to drop I am in. so excited. Uh, and it's coming straight to Disney Plus. So a lot of theaters are Makes kind sense. of a little butthurt, though, because this could have helped. Uh, they want that little boost to happen in a year and a half. But, the, well, but you know, it all get, breaks even because getting Mulan. other movies got pushed. But they're getting Milan anyway. So Milan's going to be a big yeah. push for July. So there we go. Um, this actually I am uses. so excited by this. This was actually used uh, three different types of shooting. They shot cinematically. Uh, with a live audience, and then without an audience, all with the original cast. So, yeah, everybody's original, so you're going to get these like cool angles, so it's going to feel like a stage performance, I guess, but it is definitely like shot in a very you know, cinematic way. So I, I, it's going to be sweet. Oh, man. Well, Chris, it's about that time for us to get into the main topic. Today we're talking all about our Simpsons showdown part two. Where yes, we, we talk are. about this Rolling Stones list this week. They have a questionable list, which is kind of co- interesting considering it's Rolling Stone. Yeah. But they do have some good set. They have some good episodes on here. They do. Let's not. They, no, let's not. Let's not. I don't know it's if they're exactly like last week's episode that we, where we talked about the, um, the, well, who, who would do, who did that one last week's ringer, the ringers the ringer. list. There were some on there we said, yes, those are fantastic. We love those episodes. And there were a bunch of them that were trash. And I feel the same way about this one. I'm like, oh, that one makes sense. This one? Huh? You know what I mean? This, Yeah, this one's definitely a better list. Is it the best list? No. It's going to be hard to say but, the best list. Number 10. But like, this, one is, this one's still far off for having all the people they have. And I'm sure they get into the minutia of like, oh, but... Hans Durbenbeck was the producer on this episode. It's like, get out of here. Was it a good episode or not? <laughs> yeah, there was, I think one of them just has, I think the Ramones in it for a minute. And they're like, and that, it's, it's, it's got to be that one. Episode. It's got to be yeah. that one. Uh, but number 10, though, Itchy and Scratchy Land. Now, this is actually one of my favorite episodes. And I think this is a good episode. Not to be confused with the Duff, uh, the Duff Land episode. Yes, two different things. This itchy is, and Scratchy Land. Is, itchy and Scratchy, yeah. yeah. This is a... Uh, a definite I'm surprised this is a number 10 almost, but I'd have to I'm gonna have to dig through it again. But this in this episode you see the whole Bort uh dialogue that happens, which is classic. Hilarious. He's like where Bart Simpson's trying to find a license plate keychain thing that says Bart, but he can't. He can only see Bort. <laughs> Bort. And then and then he's he says it out loud and then Someone's like, come along, Bort. Come along, oh, Bort. Me. Oh, who yeah. has this name? Come along, yeah. Bort. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then the guy turns around and goes, oh, did you call me? I, my name is also Bort. Oh, no, I was oh, talking so to my sorry, son. That's also my yeah. name. <laughs> yeah. 
It's uh, clever. That kind of that play on humor is good, and it's a fun thing because it kind of makes it's it's itchy and scratchy land. So that's where the robots go crazy, right? Yeah, the robots go crazy, and they got the animatronics. They to, yeah, they have to flash them with the cameras. Flash photography. Yeah, 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 yeah. This has a lot of you know. This has elements of Jurassic Park because they got to take a helicopter in, right? And right. Then it's, it's got a lot of Disneyland. Tons that of that fun. stuff. I mean, yeah, they really went heavy on that, which you can when you're doing any kind of big yeah, theme park episode. Of course. Before they get into the park, Homer gets asked if he wants to buy <laughs> itchy and scratchy bucks or something, and he's like, <laughs> "Yeah." He's like, "What's that?" It's like it's like regular money, but it's itchy and scratchy or something. And he's like, "All right, fine. Here's sixteen hundred dollars worth." And then he gets into the park, and it's like. We don't accept itchy and scratchy dogs. We don't accept itchy and scratchy bucks. Yeah. Isn't that Cat, also where yeah. it says, don't forget, don't forget we're parked in the itchy lot, and every parking lot is itchy or itchy. scratchy. So yeah. it like, just goes on forever. <laughs> we're parked in the itchy lot. <laughs> See, so this is a good episode. It's um, a good episode. It actually, plays this is heavy. A, it leans in. Yeah. This list is actually, it is a good list. I can't, we've been kind of knocking it, and I think we will, we'll, as we go along, we'll, we'll figure I it think, out. That it's I think after bad. the Ringers one, which had some real questionable entries, this one, there are some better ones. Right, right, right. Uh, number nine on this list is Flaming Moe's. Um, this, I believe, was what? This was actually uh, season three, episode number 10. So it's one of the earliest episodes to make any of these lists. Oh, really? This is... The other ones from Ringer. I don't know if we had anything in season one or two. This is actually... This is a, a classic episode, I would say. Absolutely. I, I think it is. It's when Moe invents the drink, right? Do you remember how... Like, why, why didn't... Homer make this drink for Mo to begin with. I cannot remember. I, I can't remember either, but basically it's a drink made of cough syrup and Patty and Selma came over and dumped a cigarette ash and it caught on fire and it became the coolest drink. It became the coolest, hippest and then, drink. And then uh, Mo's get, Mo gets famous for this drink and everybody wants to have it. And then Homer gets a little jealous because he doesn't get the credit. Right, of course. And then Classic. he becomes the Phantom, Phantom, of, <laughs> Phantom of the Opera in the bar. Right. And uh, what he's about to sell the drink, and then finally convince it, he's like gonna give, gets convinced to kick Homer the money, but then Homer ruins it. Right, of classic. That's the that's the old trope. Yeah. You know what's cool about this episode too, and maybe that's what helps helps it stand out. I don't know. I'm sure there's things that this doesn't apply to, but remember in Universal Studios, if you're in the Simpsons land, the energy drink is is a flaming mo. It, it they switched it. It used to be the Duff, and then you could right? go order the flaming mo, and it's like orange soda. And like dry ice. I thought it was like I thought the flaming you no know, like in the you can get it in the cans. I guess that's what I'm thinking of. It's like an energy shot, like a fire. No, yeah. See, a while ago when I was living in LA, which is a long time ago, uh, <laughs> they had Duff beer, but in a can, but it was an energy drink. Interesting. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I know that they, there's a flaming you no know, that's in a little can that might be like a five hour energy, but then you can also get like a shot of it at Moe's bar. Yeah, so. at, at, at Moe's bar. Yeah. yeah, we had some drinks. We had but some yeah, Duffs I mean, while we were there. I remember. <laughs> Next on his list is Homer Goes to College. This one's a, a little, I don't know if it's top 10 worthy, but it. it is a, a semi D. I don't love it either. I don't know if it's a top 10 episode. Homer basically goes back to college and college has definitely changed. He's hanging out with a bunch of nerds. But we do see, I think, uh, maybe the inspiration for Spider Pig for the first one, for the first time in this is episode. In this. Yeah. Because they steal the mascot. Because they steal the, the mascot. Pig, right? Yeah, and they freaking get it drunk and they like party with it. It's kind of like Revenge of the Nerds, but less rapey, uh, <laughs> which is good. Yes. Uh, but I don't know. It's uh, a, it's a fun episode, but I don't know if it's one of the best of all time. It's a good episode. Yeah. It, I did get some laughs when I rewatched it, but it, it's um, written by Conan. Did you know that? Yeah, it was the last episode that Conan actually wrote before he he. he he found right. out he was getting the late night, late night with Conan O'Brien while he was writing that he was episode. Forced to, I, yeah. yeah, 
we actually posted that on on our on our Instagram uh, that yeah he he actually walked out on his contract for the Simpsons to host the late night with Conan O'Brien. Wow, that's a tough so. tough tough choice, but I mean it really it paid off for him, Cotton. Paid out, yeah. <laughs> uh, number seven on this list, Cape Fear. This is the classic. This is the one where uh, what is it? Sideshow Bob. Bob. Yeah, yeah. Kelsey Grammer. Yeah, where he gets where he he breaks out breaks out of jail. Yes, and he's hunting hunting Bart. This is tough for me because. I like this episode. It has a couple jokes that I freaking love. Like the fact that Sideshow Bob's writing the letters in blood mm-hmm. and he like just keeps, he's like, buh, buh, Bart. And he like passes out because he keeps using so much That's of his blood. own blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, but also at the same time, and it's got one of my favorite jokes in all of Simpsons, which is that Homer the keeps scaring um, Bart on the houseboat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he's like, hey, Bart, want us, want us some, uh, some uh, new brownies? And he jumps in with a butcher knife I've and a plate the, of brownies. Yeah, and then yeah, yeah. he's like, you're Homer, you're scaring him. Oh, sorry. And he walks out and then he jumps back. And he's like, Bart, want to check minute? out my new chainsaw and hockey mask? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this also and has... Bart's like thinking he's going to be murdered. Murdered, yeah. This also has uh, the scene, the rake scene, where he get, keeps getting hit in the face. Is the rakes in this one? Yes. Sideshow Bob is underneath the car, too, where he's like, Hey, f- hey guys, want to drive through the cactus? Shoot. And then he gets... Tri- I- Driven through the cactus. Dang it. I, see, I thought that was in the one. I thought that was in the other one. But if it's this one, this one is a better episode because that's also one of my favorite jokes is when he's like, who wants to drive through that field of cactus? And the kids and Bart and Lisa go, no, or go, yeah. And Bob under the car who's hiding says, <laughs> no. no. And, Homer, and Homer says, two beats one. And they just <laughs> turn into the cactus field. <laughs> yeah. No. Two yeah. beats one. Mm-hmm. And then he, tr- doesn't, uh, uh, he also tries to convince them that it, die, Bart, die means something else. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, good episode. I don't know if it's top 10, though. I think there's... It, may, it might be number 10. It would be... It would be... It's got some funny kicks. I'd have to watch it. The thing... This is weird. I don't like the musical number at the end. Yes, Family like Guy does that a lot where they don't... Where, like, Family Guy in its early episodes and probably still now, like, they have a musical number, but they'll do the musical number in its entirety. And at that one, they're just trying to stall Sideshow Bob. Right. And so they end up stalling him. So he does a whole musical number and, like... It's one of those things where I get the joke, but it just kind of drags on. And it happens in Family Guy, like I said, a lot. Where, like, they'll do a six or seven minute song. And it's like, I, that's from a play. And I get what you were doing. But you just, it feels like you were just Filler. trying to eat up six or seven minutes of your episode. Like, it seems like poor writing. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, number six, Whacking Day. This is, I don't I don't know if this is a good episode. That's the snakes, right? The yeah. snakes come to Springfield and you it's can like whack the, kill them. And like Lisa a, gets all PETA. Yeah, but it does have, um... It doesn't have Barry White in it. And then he like it's brings not, all the oh, snakes. Is that... Brings all the snakes in at the end with his deep voice. I don't love that episode. There are a lot of funny jokes in it. Like Homer getting so good at killing snakes and like practicing. And yeah, you're right, Barry White is in there. They're shooting like yeah. I mean it, the whole town really does get behind it, but I don't know. It's a it's a mm, Meh, at best it's episode. a weird. It's a if you consider the a Lisa episode, it's not like we talked about with the Ringer list. It's definitely not one of my favorite Lisa centric episodes. I think the Bleeding Gums one is way better. Um, yes, and so yeah, but I mean it's a, it's got some solid jokes in it. I'm sure if I went in, like if I if I watched it like again because this is one of the ones I didn't see again, but I saw you know a couple of years back. Yeah, I'm sure there'd be jokes in there I'd love, but it's one that like the plot itself doesn't stand out. Yeah, exactly. But it it was a big thing on, I believe, Tapped Out, which is the Simpsons mobile game. They definitely ref 
made a couple references to to Wacky Day and they that. celebrated that. Yeah. Uh, next on the list though is Last Exit to Springfield, which was season four, episode seventeen. Now this is a good episode. Uh, is this the Lemon Tree? This is the Dental Plan episode. Oh, dental which we plan. talked about in the last episode. Yeah, so yeah, this yeah. one is one of the ones that crosses over to last week's episode. Dental Plan, where Homer yes, becomes, this... accidentally becomes the head of the union. Yeah, this is actually their, the Ringer's number one. Remember that. This is number five right. on Rolling Stone. Do you think okay. this? I think this one is on our list. Uh, This is on my list. I know. Is it on yeah. your list? Yes, 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 yes. Great episode. Got a lot of hitters to it. Oh, yeah. I mean, even one of them, it's got the freaking typewriters. Uh, when all the monkeys, the chimpanzees are in the room typing because Mr. Burns is like, look, I, if they put 100 monkeys in a typewriter or in a room full of typewriters, they'll write Shakespeare. And he picks up the page from the monkey's typewriter and he's like, it was the it was the best of times. It was the blurst of times, <laughs> stupid monkey. And all the monkeys are like typing all of a sudden. They're just like, ah! Yeah, no, there's, the a, there's a lot of, of times. Yeah, there's a lot of good uh <laughs> things in this in this one. Um but my favorite's gotta be Lisa needs braces. Dental plan! Dental plan <laughs> Lisa needs braces. Yeah, that that is a good one. I'm definitely it, it made our list for a reason. It is a top ten episode. Ringer put it number one, it's number five here, so I would agree that it's probably is a top five episode. Uh, it deserves that and my and my list as well that we'll see next week. Yes, yes. Next on this list is Krusty Gets Cancelled. I did rewatch this episode, but I can't remember. I've been watching it for so long. Bart accidentally gets him cancelled, correct? Yeah, this is when Gabbo comes. <laughs> as Chris watches. <laughs> I just had to see it. Uh, yeah, uh, Gabbo. Yes. Gabbo comes and takes over the, oh right, and the, he's a competitor, and so all the kids start watching that one instead. Yeah, but then I think doesn't uh yeah the red hot chili peppers are in this episode, and this is when like Bart gets everybody to come together for the Krusty special. So it's got like Luke Perry, right. Bette Midler, Johnny uh, Carson, Hugh, Hef- Hugh, Hugh Hefner's Hefner. in there. Uh, yeah, and then they even try to recruit Elizabeth Taylor, but her agent declines the invitation before they could speak to her. Uh, so this has got a lot of lot of stars in it, and you know, looking back on it, Hugh Hefner, Luke Perry, Johnny Carson. I mean, right? They really they really packed people. It's a it, do you, uh, this didn't make my list. I think it's a good episode, but it's not. No, one that makes no, me, yeah. I don't know if, my top. Yeah, I don't think this is a top ten ep- uh, episode, but makes sense for Rolling Stone. Red Hot Chili Peppers was a big um, cameo in this one. But yeah, they had they they pulled some star power for this one. I think that's why it makes the list. Next, though, number three is Rosebud. Now, this is a forgettable episode, and I'm surprised it's at number three, but it has, it does have the Ramones in it. I do remember that. This is when, I believe, Mr. Burns wants the teddy bear. Yeah, yeah, this one is... Um, Season five, episode it, four. It, it, it doesn't strike me as being one that's particularly emotional or particularly funny. I don't know if the Ramones thing is what got this one ranked, but I haven't seen this on any other list in my research, and then also... Personally, like I, this is it's a forgettable one for me. Yeah, no, this is when Burns orders Mr. Smithers to uh, find Bobo, and the uh, the one funny part that I do remember is when what's his name Kent Brockman is on the the TV and he's like, "We're looking for this teddy bear. It could be in your house, in your living room. Your baby could be playing." And Maggie's like with the bear in front of the TV, <laughs> like the sitting whole time. with it in front of the TV. Yeah, and then. 
it could be staring at you right in the face and like Maggie puts it in Homer's face or whatever and that's kind of, but it yeah, goes through like this whole one. backstory of Mr. Burns and being old I think there's even a George Burns reference as them being like brothers before he's taken off to live with um, a it's, billionaire it's gotta be the Ramones being on the show that put this one that, that shot this one up because it's just not one that makes me go oh yeah and then Homer has a, a crude routine. <laughs> he, he tries to roast Mr. Burns, but just comes off completely offensive. And so and I know that it's I know that it's also like it's obviously Rosebud is a, a reference to Citizen Kane. So I guess there's something there that it's parodying like the best movie of all time. But it just doesn't hit for me in that way at no. all. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not a it's not a top 10 episode. Uh, we talked about this one, I believe, last week, too. Maybe we didn't No, No, we talked about Lisa's substitute. Lisa the Vegetarian. Another, no, we definitely didn't talk about this one. Another episode. I'm, what is this one doing on here? <laughs> this is a weird episode. This is number two. Yeah, this is number two on their list. Oh, there you go. See, Rolling Stone, their list of top ten is pulling heavy from the musical people that were in it, which makes sense right. for their publication. Because Paul McCartney's in this but one, right? Paul, Mac- Paul and Linda McCartney are in this one. It's like that last episode should not be on here other than the, the Ramones showed up and did the voice and that Paul McCartney's in this and they're like, that's number two. It's like their list is saying this is their top 10 episodes, not the top 10 musical guests on episodes. You know what I mean? Right. Where that's kind of where it comes in. I thought it was weird and I noticed myself, but Lisa ruins a party. Forgettable episode. Yeah. There's the little lamb thing, which is cute, but like, oh, this is the, the lamb. doesn't. The tofu dog. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's just it's it's forgettable. It's a forgettable episode, even with Paul McCartney in it. Uh, and, then, the, and this is seven seasons. This is the good run of seasons, but they had four. I mean, yeah. four through six are some of the best, I think, maybe four through nine. And so this is in there, but it's just not like I mean, it won two awards. It won an environmental media award and the Genesis Award for highlighting environmental animal health issues. And it says it was positively reviewed. But like, I just I don't know. It just is like, OK. Okay, yeah, no, I here, here it is. Surprising another one on there. But number one is Marge versus the Monorail. Is that right? Which it's definitely Classic a top episode. five episode. Definitely, definitely um, top ten. Definitely top ten, definitely top five. We five? talked about a lot last year. I, I think it might be. I mean we did it talk does about such it a good job of parodying the music man. It's super funny. It's kind of nonstop. It's like a good episode that it's twenty two minutes, but it feels like it's forty minutes because it go it's moving a lot. Um, but it feels long in a good way. Um, so I, I, I definitely think it is. And it it comes up on all the lists. And even on mine, I rewatched it and was like, this is freaking, this episode's hilarious. Yeah, I think there's, I mean, there's a lot of good jokes in this one. Again, we're talking about also episodes that aren't Treehouse of Horrors, which has some great ones. Got a, there are some great pieces in Treehouse of Horrors that definitely would make our list. But that's why at Halloween we do top Treehouse of Horrors things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. We always talk. Do something with the Simpsons around Halloween. Uh, but this has been the Rolling Stone list, which, again, it's got some stuff kind of at the end of its list, top ten list. Right? The, the, I feel like the back five is stronger than the top five. I, I agree. The back five, there were some more like, oh, yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah, that's good. And then this yeah. one's like, oh, in the top five, I really only agree with One, two of them, I guess. Two, yeah. Mar- Marge's Mon- Monorail and then the number five. Pretty much. But, Chris, I can't wait to talk about next week, our episode, uh, where we talk our top 10 plus i wonder where we match up and what's different and which ones like i have a couple that i'm really nostalgic and love that i'm putting in there but i'm also trying to be very like is it a great episode so right that's that i think is gonna be the tough part but i think we can come up with a good solid list 
Uh, and then I'm going to put together this five list, the challenging list of the top five episodes that are better than The Ringer and Rolling Stone's top five from Easily. season 20 to 30. Good for you. Whatever, which will be there is some good stuff in there. Maybe I'll bring it to the at least 15 season 15. At least when you when you hit one, just let me know and I'll, I'll go and watch it too to see if it really is good. Uh, you'll be surprised. It was probably episodes that you've seen that are really funny. That maybe that I just wasn't thinking. I mean, the Simpsons movie didn't come out all that long ago, and it's a good movie, so I'm sure they've had they've had some freaking, you know, you you crack enough eggs, you're gonna make an omelet. Yeah, That's not go. the saying, yeah. but it is now. Might burn a few, but you'll get there. Just looking for truffles, you're gonna find some. <laughs> uh, right now, if you want to, you can actually think Mike the sale might be over by the time you hear this, but if not, you can always hit us up. Uh, we got links for t-shirts and stuff. Right now, they're for 13 bucks. I think hoodies are 20 something bucks. But uh, only for a limited time, so get your, get your hands on them while you can. You can always That's hit us a up. Steal of a deal. Stealing. Uh, you can always hit us up here on Instagram. Uh, we have our own G Splash account. This is our personal account, so we like to get it in. Uh, you can hit me up at Bradley Baxter or Chris C dot. What is it? C dot Watts underscore C dot underscore dot Watts. I'm gonna change it because it's really hard. <laughs> but it has it has a little face in there. It's kind of cute. Yeah, like Baymax's face. It's like boop. Yeah. Or get us up at G Splash Podcast uh, as well on Instagram. You get us up in the email at info. Nope, that's not right. G Splash BC at gmail.com. That's pretty close. Yeah. Info.jurassicpark.org. <laughs> uh, once again, we're here every week doing it live. We're raw weather experience. Technical difficulties are not. We, we still here. We still be doing it. So thank you so much for those who came out to watch us freeze on the screen. Or not freeze. That's what the people come for. They come to see us rocking and rolling. We're here every Tuesday night, so be here, be square, be nerdy. It's all good. Same rap channel, same bat time. I'm your host, Bradley Bax, my man Chris Bucky Watts. See you next week, everybody. Peace. See you next week. Simpsons. That's McDonald's.